Welcome to the Beauty Hustle Podcast, a show dedicated to exploring the entrepreneurial side of the beauty industry and giving inspiration to you all. Now, here's your host, Robin Johnston. Hi everyone and thanks so much for joining in again. In this episode today we speak to Amy from Lash Fairy um, which has actually just recently been changed in this last week after we recorded this episode. She is now Lash underscore Enchantment on Instagram so that's where you would find her now and I'll tag the correct page in the notes of this episode. We speak loads about her lash supply business which she has been running officially since last April now and it has been going so successfully for her and she's kind of gave up being the lash tech and just really focusing on her lash supplies now as she just enjoys it so much. Um, so she gives loads of tips in social media, running lash supplies, gives us just loads of truthful and honest insights into running your own lash supplies, especially with doing it on our own. So it's a great podcast and I hope you enjoy. Yeah, so my name is Amy um, and I run a company called Lash Fairy, uh, which is a lash supplies business. I also run a training academy and I'm also a lash artist as well, so a bit of a trio going on. Um, But my main business now that has taken over is the lash supplies side. So I supply everything from lash trays to various different ranges, looking around, seeing what I supply, Uh, glues, tweezers, uh, retention products, accessories, everything. All all got it on, going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I see you have loads of accessories as well to go with the lashes, it's quite good. Yeah, yeah, I've got quite a lot. I just seem to add them on along the way, things that I would use myself. And I thought, oh, I'll add that on, add that on. That's good. Um, it must keep you busy. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, so when did you start out in beauty? So I actually did a nail course back, well, I'm 30 years old now, so I'm getting becoming a dinosaur. Um, but I actually did like a nail, <clears throat> a nail course back when I was like 18, and I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't oh. take to it. But I enjoyed the beauty side of it. Um, my little girl must have been about two or three years old and I just wanted something to do with my life. Um, I was always interested in beauty. Um, so I took a lash course and it was literally just a lash course on a cheap one online. Mm. Went to the course, couldn't do it. I thought, I'm going to leave that. Um, and then I just sort of practiced and practiced and practiced. Um, Lashes generally were the main thing I did, but I added on brows, waxing, all the bits and bobs, but then lashes just took over. I think lashes definitely are um, big in the industry at the moment. Um, And all the other brow and waxing treatments that I had just seemed to like go out the window. So I've been lashing now for pushing eight years. Yeah, so a bit of a veteran. Yeah, yeah, um, the actual supply side of it, um, I'd I'd been really starting it about two years ago, but I only launched Lash Fairy in April. Um, So it's actually quite recent. I just think lockdown for anyone who started supplies business has just made it go. It's it's actually been a benefit. So yeah, um, it it's took off really really well. 
that's so good. Um, so I guess, what's the beauty industry that you always thought you would be when you were younger? Um, I'd always been in and out of call centres and I'd always sort of dabbled in beauty here and there. Um, it was definitely something that I wanted to pursue. I just needed to find my niche of what, because there's such a wide variety of things that you can do in the beauty industry. And then I think when I found lashes, I realised that it was something I was good at, something I really enjoyed. And I, 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 it didn't feel like work. It just felt like part of my life so definitely the beauty industry but I don't think I'd ever go back into anything in general beauty it's mainly the lashes is my first love. <laughs> so do you still do lashes um, but obviously not pulling because you so I did think about stopping lashes during lockdown because obviously the brand had taken over but I do think it's massively important to one have content and show what your lashes can actually do and your products can do and it's one thing just sat there making fan videos for you for all your followers which because I've got quite a high following um, so, and so I, I think I'd miss it so I did used to do in the region of 30 and fills a week I've not taken new clients on for a long time um, but I've, I, I'm probably gonna. Well, I started to reduce it by Christmas, so I was only doing one a day, um, and I, what that one a day I could spend plenty of time and I could get the video content and stuff. I probably will reduce it down to two to three a week because I just don't have the time. It's people don't realise when you're a supplier, it's it's a full time job on top of your full time job on top of your full time job. Yeah. It's the social media side, the admin side, the accountancy side, and then you've got to pack everything. You've got to work with all your invoices and orders. It there's just not enough hours in the day. Yeah, I know. I can imagine. Um, so the talking about the product line supplying is that always something that you've seen happening or is this just i know you said you launched in april was that just a lockdown moment and you thought you could pursue it or what yeah it yeah. was i mean <clears throat> i've always had dreams of becoming a supplier but i don't think people actually realize the cost that goes behind it like you easily need 10 grand behind you which i didn't have i was very fortunate to be quite transparent about it where I get my money from I was very fortunate to be one of those people who got the lockdown grant back in March and it was either a case of either my husband goes self-employed because he's an engineer and he's been wanting to go self-employed for years or I go I go into the lash supply so I think we were sat in the hot tub in the back garden one day and then we were like right I'm gonna do it and I remember feeling sick as a dog and I remember sending my first payment out to my supplier thinking what I've done oh my god yeah, it's paid off. It was so worth the risk. Very scary. So at that point, were you were you just doing lashes and then you kind of thought you could go into this surprise? But that, that must be a bit scary. So I'm just thinking, like, I'm obviously I do lashes and then I'm just thinking when you turn into the supplier, it's a whole different thing, isn't it? A whole different market and stuff, isn't it? I can understand why people find it scary, but because I've been doing it for so long, mm. it. It got to the point where I was bored with just day-to-day -day lashing and I, I've put thousands of pounds and hours into advancing my education. More just to, I think when you get lashing for a few years and you become the top of your game, you get to the point where it's just not enough for you. So then you go into sort of finding out how glue's, glue's made and how lashes are made and whether it's watching YouTube videos or taking courses. And I'd got to the point where I 
without being big-headed, I felt like there was nothing else I could learn. I was, I just knew everything. So when I kind of, before I even got the grant, I'd looked into it and I knew so much and I thought, what could go wrong? I know that much, I know what's going to go wrong. The only thing was, was getting the samples in and I knew what I was looking for. I knew what ingredients I wanted. I knew that I wanted my company to become 100% vegan, cruelty-free, which even all my liquid products, everything's cruelty-free and vegan. So I kind of knew what I wanted as a basis for, for Lash Fairy. It was just finding the right product. So in, to answer your question, for me, it wasn't scary just because I had so much knowledge in the industry. Mm-hmm. It's just whether I'd get the return on my money, that's all. <laughs> that's, that, that was the gamble. Yeah, I suppose. But then that's the risk for everything out though, isn't it? Like, that's it. Um, so for anyone that's trying to, that's themselves at the moment, trying to branch out and brand themselves, what's a little bit of advice that you would give them? Um, the first bit of advice is, if you are looking to be in the lash, in, to go into the lash supply industry, just make sure you have your knowledge there. Because if you, I get questions every day what's in your products, how does your glue work? And if you can't answer those basic questions, you're gonna make yourself sound a bit stupid. Um, So making sure your knowledge is there. As a supplier, you also get treated as a lash artist. So you'll get a lot of questions of, will this help my retention and will this do this and will this do that? So again, if if you don't ins and outs of everything, you can't answer the questions, you're gonna really struggle. Again, as I've touched on before, you need to have the money behind you um, more because every time you get a sample from a supplier, no matter how many trays, it costs $30 to send it. So you can go through 20, 30 suppliers before you find the ones that you want to use. Um, that's just on lashes. And then um, branching out into glues, um, it's all your safety certificates. Um, and it, it's just really like... I had nobody to ask because a lot of other suppliers didn't want to help me. Um, so I always say to everybody, um, I'm not about competition. I've, I've got my own style and my own niche. So that's why I've been successful. I always say if anybody wants to inbox me to ask me how I've started, I'm always happy to answer because nobody can steal your your business or your style. They're just starting their own lash business, you know. We all have to start from the same information, don't we? But um a lot of it, um, they also advise to get product insurance as well. That's what a lot of people don't realise because if all your products go missing on the way or if any issues with your products, there's just so much involved. And I didn't know everything at the start. It's just things that you learn along the way, really. But it's just, it, it, I literally got out a big A4 piece of paper and I wrote everything down and I just had a tick list and I thought, get everything ticked off before we even thought about launching because there's just so many things that can go wrong everybody wants to sue you these days so you've just got to make sure you're doing everything legal and not cutting corners mm-hmm. yeah that's so good that is really good um it's good lesson that you like go a little bit deeper with that because i think a lot of people just give you sort of vague idea don't they and they don't really explain like insurance before they saw that yeah I think because a lot of people are worried that, let's face it, every time Dick and Harry is opening a lash brand, I was one of those people. And I think people get worried when they see lots of people starting lash brands. But again, as long as you're good at what you do and you know your stuff, there's no reason why they're going to be more successful than you. So there's, you know, I remember when I was at the stage where I was messaging bigger brands and the only brand that helped me was Emma from Emia and she's a monster in our industry and I think she had the same idea as me. There's no point in hiding all your knowledge when 
your knowledge can help other people and let's face it your knowledge increases your following that's how you get your following you share your knowledge you help other people and then people want to follow you and interact with you in return it puts money in your pocket so there's just no reason to hide anything um i'm not disclosing my suppliers so other than that why not help anyone mm-hmm. yeah i understand why people don't do that i see that in the last forums all the time people asking for people's suppliers and I'm- oh that's one thing that winds me up it's not a case of you message someone you tried the product and you're like right let's launch it yeah. there's all the design the artwork design behind it and it takes months and months and months to find that supplier there's no point getting success on the back of someone else. You're never going to be able to give yourself a pat on the back. If you work from the ground up and do everything yourself, obviously with a bit of help along the way, if you want some information regarding insurance or, you know, but finding your own suppliers and you th- if you've done it yourself, you're just going to be so proud of yourself. Yeah, definitely. Um, so with social media then, do you think that is a big part in business today? I do. And I know a lot of people will disagree with me, but it is. If you're starting out a lash brand and you've only got a couple of thousand followers, the way the algorithm works with Instagram, only a couple of hundred people maximum are going to see your stories and posts. So, and out of that couple of hundred people, they will all, a lot of those people will be diehard for other brands. So then that puts it down to 50 people. Out of those 50 people, they may not have any money. So then that puts it down to 10 people. So you've only got a 10 person market. Um, when I started my lash brand, I think I had about 7,000 followers, which really I don't even think that was enough. However, educational posts, sharing content, interacting with other people, making yourself there available for education definitely increases your following, helping other people. So when my following increased, my orders were just tripling, quadrupling. So I do think following is really important, but it's the quality of your following as well. So I hit, I actually hit 23,000 followers about a week and a half ago, and I removed over 2,000 followers, whether it was suppliers, manufacturers, twe- or oh, tweezer suppliers. <laughs> oh, they drive me nuts. You don't even have a brand in the still message yet. Um, not that I have any problem with FM fragrance pushes, but if that is all the selling, I just didn't want them on the page pool because I don't. I buy from the perfume shop. I'm just not interested, and I'm, my products are never going to sell to them. Their products are never going to sell to me. Ghost followers, anything like that. By the time I finished, I looked and I had about twenty one thousand. I was like great and then i've just hit 23 this morning but with a clean following so every day i go on to my followers now at the end of every day and i just remove any manufacturers or anyone that is not in the beauty industry and it's just much more of an achievement when you've got a clean following and you're not full of suppliers because i've noticed my insights have gone up so much i was only hitting about 600 people on my story fuse i think last night i put a live out and a story and I was getting 5,000 views per story so it's just it's amazing the difference from you know cleaning out your following. Mm-hmm. Yeah I was you know what my next question for you was going to be that you do have such a high following and I guess you gave a few tips but do you think it's good to post regularly? Do you think it's a lot easier thing? definitely it's all strategic and it's all comes into your marketing so obviously from trial and error lockdown's completely different so for lockdown i find i just kind of work on my own schedule like not everyone is a little girl like me but i wake up i get a breakfast i do my breakfast i have a shower and then by 10 o'clock i'm sat there in my towel and i'm scrolling through instagram and then putting the content available that i'm not wanting to waste i'll post in the morning at 10 a.m um 
between seven and nine, nine is your best bet. More towards nine o'clock. Nine o'clock, you'll, if you go down my feed, I'm always a nine o'clock poster. You just find that everyone's had the tea, everyone's settled. And whether they want to sit and watch Netflix or not, you can't help yourself. You're sat there scrolling on Instagram. And I think as well, by that point, I always look at it that you've seen so many adverts by that point. By the time it's like it gets embedded in your head and you're more, you're more willing to buy by nine o'clock at night. Don't know what it is. It just works. Um, but um, not during lockdown, I wouldn't post in the morning because everybody's rushing around, getting ready for work. It's just a complete waste of a post. Um, content is few and far to come by. In, in the, at the moment because we're all not working so even I have got a lot of like lash supply posts but it's about managing what lash posts go on what educational posts and then products because only really 10% of your posts are going to be pushing products because no one's going to want to follow you if you just keep going blah 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 with your products all the time um yeah so definitely evening is absolute gold mine definitely um with regards to the high following it is lit a lot of my, I used to get it's all about hitting the discovery page so you're probably a bit more clued up on this about me but I think it's something like within the first five minutes you have to have a certain amount of likes certain amount of comments and certain amount of saves and if it go if, you, if it goes quickly you'll hit the discovery page so when I was at about two or three thousand followers it was probably one in 20 posts that were hitting the discovery page so I'd notice an influx in following and it'd be a clean following, like all lash text beauticians. By the time we got to 10,000 followers, it was maybe one in five. Now, pretty much every post, no matter what it is, hits the discovery page straight away. So that's why I say, if you've not got a high following, um, I feel like you're wasting your money becoming a supplier because every time my supply my supply post or anything lash related hits the discovery page, not only the UK, my following, but the whole world. So I now I've noticed a massive influx in USA orders, Australia, Germany. I'm getting international orders everywhere because every post is hitting the discovery page. So I know it's a bit disheartening, but it is worth investing your time and getting your following up before you put all this money all your life savings into this business that isn't going to hit the ground running because of your following yeah no that's that is such good advice to be fair um so younger amy were you like 90s at school were you good <laughs> what did you Absolutely not. um i met my husband eight years ago i was 21 going on to 22 and i'd just come out of a relationship and we just hit that it was a bit of a rebound basically we hit the ground running we were really really into each other that was in the september i remember finding out i was pregnant on boxing day um three months later mm -hmm, fun times yeah you know one of those people when you say you have a one night stand and get pregnant yeah that was me can you count it as a one night stand though because i'm married to it <laughs> <clears throat> So at that point, I felt like anything I was planning to do with my life kind of got put on hold. Luckily, he's an engineer, he's got a good job. So I kind of always stayed at home with me, say. And um, it got to the point when she was three and that's when I took my lash course. So really like, other than working in a couple of call centers, I just never had anything. I was, I never had anything to do with my life and I was bored all the time. It wasn't until I found lashes that I felt like I give myself a lease of life. It's literally saved me because I just think I'd be a house mum that had no ambition. Mm -hmm. And I think when you've got no ambition, you're not a good mum, you can't be a good mum because you just be bored all the time. So no, I wasn't ever business minded, but once I started getting into it, 
my schedule and ability um, organization I kind of found that I was actually really good at something and the, I have got a lot of confidence probably a bit too much sometimes and I think that's a massive part in the industry I'm in um, you can have all the education in the world but if you're scared to come on camera and tell someone no that's quite wrong you know do it this way and this will help you're never going to get anywhere so I definitely think confidence has helped in my business and I'm one of those people if I can't do something I won't sleep until I do it <laughs> and then I'll just keep working and working and working and working until until I master it mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. Um, that's so good how that comes out. Oh, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it did. I, I, keep, I keep thinking it was a bit of a fluke, but to be fair, I put so much hard work into what I did. So it's not a fluke, but it did come by as a fluke. I remember, I think it was Groupon. I was just flicking through one day. I was sat at home feeding Macy. <laughs> and if that Groupon advert didn't come up, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> I know, £79 winner. I mean, it didn't teach me anything, it just got me a diploma, but... How was your course back then, actually? We must talk about, like, eight, what, eight years ago, was it? Yeah, it was shocking. Um, it was ten till two, and two hours of it were theory. An hour of it was an exam. And I think I got to apply about three lash extensions, which wasn't even... I think it was a five to six second time dry and glue. I mean, back then we had like lashes that you picked out of pots, they weren't on strips. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the lash industry has evolved massively and it, it's actually a very difficult thing when you're as old as I am, not that I'm old, but a lot of new lash techs are coming up and they've got all the technology to work with. Whereas when I started, it was very hard to evolve from how basic it was back then to get getting with it, you know. Um, but yeah, it, it was hard. <laughs> um. So do you believe in a positive mindset and you think that helps with success? 100%. Um, I'm not going to lie and say I always have a positive mindset. Um, I am very transparent on my Instagram. I show a lot of my life, whether it's with my daughter or myself. And I'm very transparent in the sense of, especially in the supplies industry, it can have dark sides to it. You can feel very lonely. You work on your own a lot, especially during lockdown. The only people you see is at the post office. At the moment, there are more bad days than good. That will change when we come out of lockdown. But it is so important. Although I'm, I'm positive 99% of the time, it's so important as somebody, not necessarily as an influencer, but somebody that 23,000 people follow you. And you don't want to make it out that Instagram is all roses because it's not. There is so much hard work and so much, you know, lost energy at the end of the day where you just can't bother getting out of the bath you're so tired so I do show a lot of that just purely to be honest and transparent however I do like to be very fun and I don't really take anything too seriously and um, I also advise that as your following grows you've got a lot of trolls as well and I tend to have a lot of laughs with that 99% <laughs> of my stories are just absolutely like talking about the fat on my chin and just like just, just taking a piss out of myself but do you know what you've got to have a bit of fun because it's just long hours and hard days and you've got to make it fun and I, I love how everybody else that I, I I don't follow everybody that follows me back it's impossible to do that but everyone that I do follow is all based on funny stories and just just having brightness in my day and that does help <laughs> Um, actually going back to that do you run the supplies yourself I do run the supplies myself I feel like I put a hell of a lot of pressure on myself yeah. I have hired someone before and it only took them to mess up four orders and I freaked out 
it's my own fault I'm a control freak it does me good in some ways that obviously it's helped me in my business but when we come out of lockdown I'm 100% going to have to delegate and I'm going to have to hire someone um, I also have a cabinet at the end of my garden that I lash from I don't know whether I can kind of I've just got shelves upon shelves upon shelves upon shelves of stock everywhere um, and at this moment in time I wouldn't really want someone coming in on the property packing orders if you get me um, I'm actually planning on hiring a unit when we come out of lockdown I'm going to be looking very shortly um, and I'm going to hire a member of staff I've decided I'm going to go ahead and do it it's just a bit scary because it, it's your baby isn't it your business and somebody else having I need to also hire a social media manager as well and it's just terrifying the thought of somebody taking over my business but there's just no there's not enough hours in the day to keep doing what I'm doing I was thinking I was thinking that day when you were speaking I was like she does that all the time and she's a mum that's so I literally wake up early in the morning and pack orders before me to get up and then I pack orders when she goes to bed and she's actually just in my, my cabin is literally right by my kitchen so I can see her from here and she's just on um, her team's call with a teacher now so in between breaks i'll go in and i'll make a dinner and it is literally just go 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 all day i think it'll be a lot easier when she goes back to school because yeah. i can pack everything in then but it is getting a bit much but do you know what i just enjoy it so much i don't like to complain about it because i love it <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, that's good. so you're one of your last awards as well and um, is that something that you like to do set goals like that in this year and you're saying about last year that you don't goals um it was nothing that i'd ever set a goal to um i don't know how all the awards work, work but the heron beauty award is quite um a prestigious award in our industry i know there's other little ones you can get but it, that is that is a big one um i definitely heard about it um I hadn't actually entered myself, one of my clients had. Um, so it was quite a surprise when I got the email through saying they'd gone to the finals. And then when I seen, oh my God, you've got to go to a three-course meal and these drinks and staying over like the Manchester Miko Hotel. It was amazing. I thought, oh, amazing. Then I went and bloody won it. So yeah, it was it was crazy. Um, it was it, it was just so nice because they don't um they don't look at you at that point. I didn't really have any follow um, following at all and I wasn't a supplier so um, they, they have like a judging panel that um, with like an expert lash technician on it and they judge your work for its quality rather than how many followers you got etc so it was definitely a prestigious award to win um, I've got a little gold, um, glass plaque in here and then I went and won the nail and beauty uh, nail brow and lashes awards which is like a sister company of the Hair and Beauty Awards, so I won that one as well. Um, I didn't put myself in for it after that because I went into the supply side. I didn't think it was fair that I entered. And if I ended up winning it, it wouldn't be fair on anyone else because I don't really lash anymore. But um, I definitely advise people to strive towards it because it gives you so much confidence. Um, if, you're not, if you think you haven't got much self-worth and then you go and win something like that, you realise you are actually as good as they say you are. Yeah. So, it wasn't a goal that I'd set myself, but... I really enjoyed winning it, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that sounds so good. Um, so where do you see yourself and your brand in 10 years time? Okay, so I definitely see myself having a huge warehouse, mm -hmm. um, multiple members of staff, um, me being in the position where I feel more business-minded and comfortable delegating, so I don't have to be control-free, I can do everything myself. Um, 
I definitely feel like I'm getting there. I'm just not quite there yet. Maybe lockdown's got something to do with that. The worry that if anything goes wrong, we're in lockdown. Um, and just completely expanding my brand to 10 times the size it is, size it is now. Yeah, that I don't really intend on lashing in 10 years. I've had massive problems with my back. Um, a chiropractor, all the money down the drain. It just doesn't work anymore. <laughs> my back aches so bad. So I think, um, I don't think lashing is... Um, something you can do for a lifetime i think you've got a very short span in which you can thrive in it um i do think that's part of the reason why maybe conscious consciously i went into the supply side because i knew my back couldn't take much more um so yeah i definitely just want to expand that's my main yeah. aim sounds good um so last two questions then to end the show um what is your best and most worthwhile investment so far my best investment, it, it, I could say the supply side, but it was actually doing my teaching qualification because I've not really touched on that yet. <clears throat> so before I actually opened Lash Fairy, um, I, I wanted to do training. And part of the reason that I kind of wanted to go into supplies is because if I'm going to be doing training, have I got to spend 100, 200 pound on training boxes? I need my own supplies. So that was kind of the, the, the feeling behind it. Um, I just went online and did a course that they gave me a year to do. I completed it in three weeks in lockdown. Um, it was that lockdown last year when it was really sunny in the garden. So we just had, I was hours on end on my laptop, very tanned because <laughs> I was out there all day. And um, yeah, so I completed my AET and got my level three award in education and training. Um, and again, I also do like to anybody that's watching, if anyone wants to know anything about that, like, I know everything because I've got all the questions and that. Yeah. Got that, um, went into training. Um, I think that was my best investment because I found when I was training other people, I was learning as well things that when you're a lash technician and you don't even think about it, you can do it with your eyes shut, you struggle breaking down the steps. So I feel like even though we didn't learn it in advance, I learned ways to teach other people and that's made me a better lash artist than myself. So that, I think that was the, the best investment. I think that was only £300. Yeah, well, that's so good. Um, so you just think that's something you're going to concentrate more as well, like since you're kind of coming down from the lashes, do you want to unfortunately no um it, that was my first you know i wanted to run a training academy and i do really enjoy it and it's not even about the money i just didn't realize how much i'd love the supply side and my daughter is more important than anything in business and this type of business just fits so well within my life i can work when i want to work um i don't like the thought of being employed and having a boss and people telling me what to do and I, th I really do think to make your training with to make money in training without having any stresses you've got to train for a company and I just never I've not had a boss in nearly 10 years so I, I, I wouldn't know how to do that I just love the supply side and this is definitely where I'm going to be going and onwards and upwards from here hopefully yeah oh that's good then um so in the last five years then what's a new habit or belief that has improved your life if you fail try and try again Um, when I was in call center jobs and I just if I failed at something or anything in my life if I failed at something I'd just be miserable for days whereas I found when I started this and I tried and it took me a while but I can I did it I found that 
my attitude improved. I found I was more positive towards other people. And I can't remember the last time in the past eight years where I've not set an accomplishment and smashed it. You've just got to keep pushing yourself. Even if you're feeling stressed or worn down, you've just got to keep pushing because the, the reward at the end is always worth it. Oh, I love that. That's so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so where can people find you? Are there any on social media? Yeah, I am Fairy underscore UK on Instagram. Um, and me, I'm, I don't really use Facebook. I'm just Instagram diehard. <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming on again then. It's so Thank you so much for having me and letting me ramble. <laughs> I'm so bad at that. <laughs> <laughs>